You know, we have the sense of touch, smell, taste. I'm going to talk first for a little bit about the sense of hearing. I've said this here before, and I'll say it again. The older, the longer I live, the older I get. Okay? Can't help it. And the problem with hearing sometimes comes with age. I know Pam has mentioned to me before, and I'm not telling on her today, so it's a good thing she's here. So someone wouldn't say, you wouldn't believe what your husband said about you, right? She says she thinks I need a hearing aid. And my answer to that is, what? (laughs) Think about it. And it's not the hearing part. It's the processing what I hear that matters. Now, there have been some that have called it selective hearing. What? Did I, I heard an amen back there. Lord, help me to listen. But then we have the sense of sight that is so very important. The longer I live the heavier, thicker glasses I need. Many people in their senior years have a problem with a thing known as cataracts. And what happens is with cataracts, a film forms over the lens of the eye, so you have a harder time seeing. And finally, the doctor says, I think you need to come in and have that taken off and he plants a new lens in your eye. I know there are some here that have had a cataract operation. And uh, Mercedes, is she here today? Okay. Well, you'll notice Mercedes used to wear glasses. Well, you'll notice that something Mercedes is not wearing now is glasses. That's because she went and had some cataracts taken off. And she has very close to 20-20 vision. That's how effective that operation can be. And they take off that film and implants a lens, and it's kind of like, whoa. I remember years ago, an elderly lady in our church, I took her for a, a cataract operation, and she, the next time I saw her, she said, I can't believe all the things that I've missed seeing all these years. Sight and being able to see is a gift from the Lord. The optometrist goes to school for a few years, sometimes four, sometimes six, to study the eye. The eyes are complex, like many organs in the body. I'm not sure, excuse me, I'm not sure how it all works, but what I do know is that I have eyes that I can see with and especially see better with my glasses. Can you imagine walking around with your eyes closed? It would kind of like be being blind. And it's so wonderful to be able to see you today 
It's very wonderful to be able to know there are people out there today who are listening. What good would speaking be without somebody to listen, right? I remember 30 years ago when I was young and dumb, and now I'm older and dumb, I guess. No, it, it happens that I was working under a Volkswagen bus doing something, and a little piece of metal got lodged into my eye. I was, didn't wear glasses then and didn't have any safety glasses on. And I remember going to the optometrist, and he looked in there and he said, well, we've got to take care of that. So he put some stuff on my eyeball to freeze it. And then he stuck a needle in my eyeball right next, and I didn't see this because the eye was frozen, right next to where that piece of metal was. And he had a special kind of tweezers and got in there and pulled it out. It hurts just to listen to it, doesn't it? It's like, ugh. Every time I go to the optometrist now to have my eyes checked, they ask me, what happened there? I noticed you have a little uh, something that must have happened. I said, well, it's like this. Back there years ago, that little piece of metal got my eye, and they said there's, there's an imperfection there, they can tell. The eyes are the doorway to sight. How thankful I am that I have eyes to see. And I tell you, it's a great blessing from the Lord. Let's pray before we get into God's word. Heavenly Father, make your word real to us today. May this not fall on deaf ears, but Lord, ignite our hearts. Ignite our hearts, Lord. With your word we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm reading from 2 Kings chapter. 6, starting with verse 8. It's a story about a prophet by the name of Elisha. He was the one that came after Elijah. Remember Elisha? Elijah was going to be taken up, and he said to Elisha, what can I get, do for you? And Elijah, Elijah said, Elisha said, I want a double portion of your spirit. And Elijah said, if when you see me go up, then that will be yours. And his cloak came down, and Elisha had a double portion of the spirit of Elisha. It says here in 2 Kings chapter 6, beginning with verse 8, Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, beware of, pass, beware of passing that place because the Armenians are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and time again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. Again, this is in 2 Kings chapter 6, and I'm starting with verse 11. This enraged the king of Aram, and he summoned his officers and demanded of them, Will you not tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord the king, said one of his officers. But Elisha the prophet, who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak 
in your bedroom. Go find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back, he is in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and, strong, and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes so he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of his servants, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. As the enemy came down toward him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike these people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Elisha told them, this is not the road. This is not the city. Follow me and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to Samaria. After they entered the city, Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so they can see. Then the Lord opened their eyes and they looked and they were inside Samaria. When the king of Israel saw this, he asked Elijah, Elisha, shall I kill them, my father? Shall I kill them? Do not kill them, he answered. Would you kill men who have captured, would you kill men you have captured with your own sword or bow? Set food and water before them so that they may eat and drink and then go back to their masters. So he prepared a great feast for them and after they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away, and they returned to their master. So the bands from Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory. The first thing I'd like to mention today is this, the gift of knowledge and discernment. We think of the gifts of the Holy Spirit as being in the New Testament and mainly for the Pentecostal church today. But the reality of it is, oftentimes in the Old Testament, there were gifts of the Holy Spirit used, even especially by the prophets. And I can say today that that's what happened with Elisha. God gave him the gift of knowledge and the gift of discernment with what was going on. The Aram king thought he had a spy. Everything I plan that army seems to know what's going on. Who's the spy? Excuse me. One of the king's leaders told him, there's not a spy, but they have a prophet by the name of Elisha. See, Elisha had special gifts, knowledge and discernment. And I believe that knowledge and discernment are very valuable gifts, even for the church today, and they are from the Lord. The gift of knowledge is information given by the Lord about a situation that you, or in this case, 
Elisha would have no way of knowing. Discernment reveals the true intentions of the heart and the spirit of the heart. In 1 Corinthians, in chapter 12, it says this, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given the Spirit, the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still to another, interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he gives to them each one, just as he determines. Both knowledge and discernment are mentioned in these gifts of the Spirit. And they were given to the prophet Elisha. The officer of the king of Aram told the king, Elisha, the prophet, tells the king of Israel, even the words you speak in your bedroom, where it seems like everything is in secret. You know, God sees even our deepest secrets. What may seem secret is not secret to the Lord. God sees situations in life exactly the way they are and for what they are. God saw the heart and intentions of the king of Aram, and God was the one who gave the knowledge and discernment to Elisha. When God looks on your heart today, what does he see? Does he see a person that's living for themselves? Or when he looks on your heart, does he see a person that's sold out, living for the Lord? The search. Point two today, the search. The king of Aram looked to capture Elisha. So he sent men on a search to find him. The king of Aram thought that if he found Elisha and captured him, then his worries would be over. The report came to the king, Elisha is in Dothan. So the king acted accordingly, and he sent horses and chariots and military force there. Remember now, the search was for Elisha. And thirdly, the appearance. I talked to someone just recently that said this. Perception is reality. That sounds good, but it's not necessarily true. The way things look are not always the way they are. See? Elisha's servant it appeared to Elisha's servant that there was no hope because the hillside by Dothan was filled with the king of Aram's army. It seemed to be that there was no hope. 
Have you ever been in a situation where it seemed like there was no hope? Things looked bleak? Most all of us at one time or another have felt hopeless. Is there anyone here that's felt hopeless before? A few, be honest. A few, yeah, okay. In my own strength, I can't. But I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. It's through Christ. Elisha was about to show his servants that things aren't always as they appear. It appeared that the city of Dothan, Elisha and his servant, were about to be captured. And then there's this statement, but then there was God. Then there was God. And then there were some prayers that Elisha prayed. The first prayer was this, Lord, open the eyes of my servant to see the hillside was full of horses and chariots of fire. Open my servant's eyes. And then in verse 18 of this 2 Kings in chapter 6, as the enemy came down toward them, Elisha prayed, Lord, strike these people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elisha asked. Does prayer change things? You bet it does. Sometimes we pray and we think, Lord, why aren't you listening? And I can tell you, God is listening. He hears the prayers of his people. How often we pray and are surprised when we realize God has answered our prayers. And sometimes we're not surprised when it seems like he doesn't answer. Well, maybe we should be. I believe it is important to pray with expectancy. Lord, I need you. Lord, help. And God comes and helps. Does God hear and answer the prayers of his people? I would dare say yes and amen. You bet he does. Sometimes we have to wait a while, and sometimes God's answer is a little different than what we expected, but the fact is, God answers prayer. Elisha's third prayer in verse 20. After they had entered the city, Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so they can see. And when they opened their eyes, they realized they were in Samaria, enemy territory. Elisha prayed three prayers. God answered all three. When we pray, we should pray with expectancy. And then the king of Israel said, What shall we do? Kill him? Shall we kill all these Armenian soldiers that have come into Samaria? And Elisha, the man of God, responded with, Don't kill them. Feed them. 
feed them, put a spread on, make a big meal for them. Is that any way to treat your enemy? Do you make a big meal for them? Well, listen to this one. Jesus said, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. How often it is, especially with enemies, we have a hard time with them and and we tell everybody else our problems instead of praying when we should be praying for them. We should be praying God's blessing on them. The world would say, I get even. But God's kingdom is not of this world. Because of Elisha's response, the Arams and the army of Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory. The question today for us is this. What shall we do with what we know? I happen to believe that that's what we're going to be judged on on Judgment Day. We'll be judged on what we do with what we know. The Christian life is so much more than just what I believe. We can believe all sorts of things. Scripture says even Satan and the demons believe. But it goes so much further than that. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. He is alive and real today. Can I hear an amen? Amen. As Elisha prayed, Open my servant's eyes, Lord. Open our eyes that we may have the victory in Christ Jesus. The Christian life is more than just believing. It's believing to the point of doing. I believe God there, therefore I obey and follow Him. Open my eyes, Lord, so that I may be more than just a believer, but I may be a follower. I may be more than just a hearer, but a doer of the word that the Holy Spirit will live in me and through me open my eyes Lord this morning I would like to pray a prayer of blessing on you I'd like to ask if you would come forward I'd like to pray a prayer that God would open our eyes if you would stand please if you would come on down here with me so I'm not standing alone. If you can, right across the auditorium here. Lord, thank you. Lord. Jesus. Lord. For those of you who can't, that's all right. You can stay back. It's all right. Please bow with me. Heavenly Father, I pray your blessing on your church today. Lord, open our eyes. Open our spiritual eyes that we 
may see you in our lives, that we may experience your presence in a rich, full way in our lives. Lord, I pray for every family that's represented here. Lord, open our eyes that we may experience your presence in our homes. Lord, I pray even for our community, Lord, that you would open our eyes to see the needs of those around us. And as we follow you, Lord, that we would be careful to do our part in meeting those needs. Lord, for too long, we've just looked through our physical eyes. But open our spiritual eyes to see the way that you see. As Elisha's eyes, servant's eyes were opened to see, to see the army of the Lord. So may our eyes be open to see you present and active in our lives. Lord, we give our lives to you again today and we pray, open my eyes, Lord. Let's say that together. Open my eyes, Lord. One more time. Open my eyes, Lord. Just once more. Open my eyes, Lord. That is the prayer of our hearts today, Lord, that you would open our eyes that you would also open our ears to hear. Lord, that we may be sensitive to you and to what you are calling us to do this week. Lord, we love you and praise you. Open our eyes in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Amen. Amen. These altars are open for whoever would like to stay and pray in prayer. We do thank you for coming today. And we dismiss you with the Lord's blessing. Remember, open my eyes, Lord.